Welcome to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Today is Pray Day. We're going to be praying for the Spirit of Prophecy Church. And before we get into any kind of spiritual warfare, which is, is really what it is, we need to pray for protection for ourselves. And I don't know if I've told everybody that story here, but it was, uh, my goodness, that would have been 1987. Picked up Dimitri at a church in Kansas City, and we were driving over to Topeka. And he leaned his head back, heading west on Interstate 70, leaned his head back, thought he was going to sleep. And after a minute or so, he sat up, and he turned to me, he says, this woman in your life. Yes, my wife. He says, she's praying for other people. You tell her that she needs to be praying first for herself. She needs to pray for protection for herself before she prays for other people. She's praying for other people, and their problems are coming back on her. Okay, well, all right, you know, we'll check it out. So we got to uh, Village Inn, as I recall, 37th in Topeka, and I got him and Michael Boldea sat down, and they were ordering uh, lunch, I guess it was. And so I stepped out to the payphone, because, of course, that was before cell phones. Called my wife that was uh, unpacking in Omaha at the time, Leslie. And she says, I said, okay, look, at it. I don't know if this means anything to you, but so here's what happened. Okay, so he told me to tell you that you're supposed to pray for yourself before you pray for the people. He says, you're praying for the people, and their problems are coming back on you. Does that mean anything to you? And she says, oh, my God. She starts crying. Oh, yes, it does. I mean, that makes perfect sense because I've been opening these boxes and just putting everything up, and I just feel so down and depressed and so attacked. Yes, yes, that makes perfect sense. So before we go praying for other people, we have to first pray for ourselves. So that's what we're going to do to start with. And then we're going to pray for prophecy, the Spirit of Prophecy Church. Now, why pray for the church? Because I believe Spirit of Prophecy Church has got a lot of souls that the Lord wants to give it. But we have to get the prayers out there in order to get the souls in. So, dear Heavenly Father, we ask you, first of all, to forgive our sins. Sins of our family, sins on Prophecy Club, Spirit of Prophecy Church, Joseph Kitchen, our ministries and supporters. We put on our full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, breastplate of righteousness, loins of the truth, feet of the gospel. We pick up the shield of faith and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. We ask you to place your ministering, protecting, and guardian angels all around us, our family, our finances, and possessions, so that no harm or evil will befall us. We plead the blood of Jesus over our body, soul, spirit, mind, subconscious, subliminal areas, and all communications coming to, from, around, and concerning us. We ask you to lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, doing evil. Keep your hand upon us on large coast ministries and bless us indeed. Help us to walk in your God, be love, joy, and peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. Let us hear your voice, be clothed in your humility, give us wisdom. Help us to make 100% correct decisions today and every day. Help us to say in the prayers what you want us to say today, Lord. 
and we ask you for souls. We ask you for souls today for the Spirit of Prophecy Church and also the Prophecy Club and also going all the way down to the sports stadiums which you showed us that there's a possibility of us going to. Lord, we also ask that you would bring in new members here to the Spirit of Prophecy Church, both in this particular physical location, as well as online, as well as Prophecy Club, because they're two sister ministries. More people, Lord, more people for your kingdom. And we send out the ministering, the protecting, the guardian, and the warrior angels to destroy evil principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world and evil in high places. Specifically, we send out the Revelation 9, one angel that says, I saw a star fall from heaven. Tim was given the key of the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit. And there rose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of the great furnace, and the sun and the, sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. I send that angel out that has the key of the bottomless pit. In Revelation 20, verse 1, I saw another angel having the key of the bottomless pit, a great chain in his hand, and laid hold upon the dragon, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal on him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. If that's one, or if that's two angels, in the name of Jesus, I send them out into the Moloch on ball worshippers, secret hidden hideouts where they have all of their high technology and their evil that they do to us. And Lord, specifically, stop this scaly wave that is attacking us in America, attacking us with burnings, with cold snaps, heat waves, droughts, floods. If that's what killed the cows, stop the attacks. Lord, the evil is attacking us in very high ways, and Lord, we ask you to stop it. Send out the ministering, the protecting, guarding, the warrior angels. Send out the 10,000 upon 10,000 and the thousands of thousands of angels to destroy the works of darkness and to bring in your marvelous light into the spirit of prophecy church and across the land. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we test one, two, there we go. Father, we boldly come before your throne room of grace and mercy, full of praise and adoration for who you are. I thank you for this church, and I thank you for the growth that's here. I thank you for the new location that's here. I thank you for the staff to fulfill your prophecies over this church and this ministry. Father, I thank you that it is here. I thank you for the praise and worship team and everything that they do. And I thank you for its fulfillment with the musicians and, and the vocalists and the leadership. Father, I thank you. I do thank you so much for the leadership and their purity, their honesty, but yet to their boldness to do what has been called of them through this ministry. Father, I thank you that you have blessed them. I thank you for your hedge of protection upon them. Father, we thank you so much 
for everything that is here to fulfill, whether it be finances, staff, location, whatever the case may be, I thank you that it is done, it is finished, it is fulfilled. And we receive that in Jesus' precious, holy, and powerful name. We receive what you've spoken over us. Not just specifically the ministry, but as your children. You've blessed each and every one of us in many, many, many ways. And it is because you are, you are the great I am. The great I am. For it is you and you alone that created the heavens and the things that therein are. You created the earth and the things that therein are. And you created the seas and the things which are therein. We receive your hand upon us. We receive your blessing upon us. May each and every day as we continue to fulfill, specifically in this ministry, as we continue to fulfill what's been spoken over us by you, May it be pleasing in your sight. May we work every day to be more and more and more pure, to be more and more and more successful in the word that you've spoken over us. And we love you and we thank you. It's in the precious, holy, and powerful name of Jesus the Christ we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We could only say thank you, Lord, for great you are, Lord. And Lord, you said things that I have not seen nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man are the things that you have prepared for them that love them, Lord. And we see it, Lord, to our right, to our left, Lord. Sometimes we don't see it with our natural eyes, Lord, but we know it's there, Lord, because your word is true, Lord, and Lord, you're still on the throne, and prayer changes things, Lord, and we're going to keep fighting in the spirit, Lord. We're not going to give up. It doesn't matter what happened, what comes in front of us, Lord, because we are in the winning side, Lord. Thank you for all the souls, Lord. Lord, you say in your word, he that wins souls is wise. Lord, help us to keep being wise. Help us to keep our eyes on the spiritual, Lord. The physical will follow, but on the spirit, Lord. The spirit, Lord, winning the lost, Lord. Lord, going and conquering, Lord, maybe through the normal eye, we not see it, but Lord Jesus, keep our eyes on the goal in the victory of our soul, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing. Thank you for all the souls that are winning. Thank you, Lord, for all the healings that are happening, Lord. And Lord Jesus, there's so many reports of what you're doing, Lord. Lord, and as this world gets worse and worse, your children see more and more your light and the victory, Lord, that you have prepared for us. So keep our eyes on you, Lord. Help us to look in every way to our right, to our left, Lord, and know, Lord, that you are a faithful God. And you said that you will keep us 
and protect us and will go with us, Lord. It doesn't matter what the enemy does, Lord, because we got the victory and we're on the winning side. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the 1960s, a, um, an article came out that said, is God dead? Well, I have an answer to that right now and right here. No, he is, you are not dead. You are alive. You are here with us. Every step of the way, you are here with us. You ask for us to look at you and see you and not turn, not deviate to the left, not deviate to the right but to keep our eyes on you so that we would not be like Peter and fall just because there's turbulence so that we can just keep our eyes on you because that's who we want. We want you to cover us. We want you to be part of us. We want that full breath. We want to open our hearts to you and give ourselves to you and how tough that is to give our heart. And we want to give it all to you. Father, with that, we say that we want those souls. We want those people to come. We want them to come in not just one, two, but we want them to come in troves. We want them to fill up the area and that they would see the truth. They would want the truth, that they would desire the truth of you, oh God. They would want you to know just who you are. They would walk by us and they would notice something different and that they would want that difference. They wouldn't want anything else. They wouldn't want to go down the street to XYZ because they're preaching something that would tickle their ears. They don't want the tickle ears. They want the truth. And the truth will make us free. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this day. Thank you for bringing us all here together, and thank you for everybody that's watching online. I ask you to forgive us all of our sins, and I ask to pour your blessings, your favor, and your anointing out on all of us this day. Help us. Give us that desire, my Lord, to draw closer to you, that we want more of you, my Lord, because the more of you we have in our life, the more awesome it is. I cannot describe it, but it's fantastic. And I ask you, too, to place this desire on everybody, not just in this room, but everybody online, too. Open our eyes. Open our ears that we will hear your word. We will know your word. We will have that discernment between the things of the world and the things of you. And I ask you, my Lord, to put that fire in all of our hearts, that we will spread your word. We will pray for people because prayers are always answered. Not always in our time, but in your perfect time and your perfect will. Give us the strength to persevere. Help us keep on the right path. Give us that courage. Expand this church. Let the word from this church, the truth, be heard. Like Doug said, no more tickling of the ears. Let's pierce to the heart and soul and get right to the issue of salvation. It's a matter of life and death, not just for us, but for everybody in this earth. You don't wish that any of us will ever perish, my Lord. Give us the power, the ability, the knowledge and wisdom this day and every day, all of us here and online, to speak the truth. Change lives. Bring people to you to bring honor and glory to your name and your name only. In Jesus Christ's precious name I pray. Amen. 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 Lord, the people gave 
$11,500 for us to put up a new sign up here and a new sign over here so folks drive through Whataburger can see our sign. And the landowner knew we were putting it up. Two weeks after we put it up, he destroyed half the sign on either side. It's been almost a year. I can't get him to do anything about fixing it. But, Lord, you raise up kings, you put down kings. You turn the hearts of kings. Lord, we ask you to turn the hearts of the landlord owner of this particular building that he will make this right. Make our sign right so that we can bring in more people into your kingdom. Also, Lord, we ask that you would allow us to reach out to more people. Yes, to Honduras. And we also just sent Soon-He and Lou off to Cambodia this morning for 30 days to minister there. So, Lord, we are sowing into other countries. And, Lord, we ask you to sow into this particular congregation and into America. Our nation is filled with so much evil. As it says in Revelation 18, I saw another mighty angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great, is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils, the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean, hateful bird. But, Lord, we ask that same angel, which is probably the angel over America, as Michael is the angel over Israel, that's probably the angel over America. We send out that angel in the name of Jesus to see that America doesn't fall, doesn't fall anytime soon, and that you would send that angel and the other angels out to bring in people such as should be added to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. We ask you to see that our sign gets fixed with no further expense to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. And we know that it's not brick and mortar. We know that it's not a sign. We know that it's really not flesh and blood that brings people in, but no one can call Jesus Lord except the Holy Spirit draws them. So we put the Holy Spirit right out there at the front door. We ask the Holy Spirit to stand watch over our front door, not only protect the church from harm and evil, but also to bring in people into this church such as should be added. Too many times people in America, Lord, look to a fancy building. They look to pretty people. They want to be a part of the people that are making lots and lots of money. And so consequently, they're spending the money in the wrong place. Once every year or two, we will go out to a baseball game. The little, what do they call it, Rough Riders or something? Yeah, okay. Little, small one. Nevertheless, this was a really, really nice stadium. They had people running around out there dragging rakes, making certain that all of the sand was straight. They had advertisements so nicely placed all around. Verbal advertisements on constantly as you're sitting there. And probably a third of the chairs were filled. And the thought occurred to me, people would rather go watch ball. People would rather go watch someone try to hit a leather ball with a stick 
than they would go to the church. And that's what Americans have done. We've heaped the treasure given to us where we're supposed to be the city on a hill spreading the light of the gospel around the globe. And we've heaped that money upon ourselves. And now even then, we have forgotten the law of our God. But Lord, we ask you to forgive that. And we ask that you begin to send people supernaturally into the spirit of prophecy church. We pray that they would come from the north, south, east, and the west. We speak into the spirit. We call those souls in. Not just down the roads when trouble hits, but even now. People such as should be added, people that should be winning souls, we call them. We speak to that door right now. We speak to that parking lot. We speak to that street right down here. We speak to that entrance in here. We speak to those exits off of the freeway about a block over. And we say, open up in the name of Jesus, open up. Remove the devils, remove the evil off of those that are causing people to be blinded. Remove the eyes, the scale off of the eyes. Don't remove the eyes, remove the scale off the eyes. Of course, some people probably need their eyes moved, but anyway, <laughs> the scales off their eyes. Don't let them see the devils, but instead, angels. Place angels over each of these exits to bring people in. I speak into the spirit, I speak into the air, I speak into the wind to bring in people such as should be out of the spirit of prophecy church. Not people that come in to be pet on the back. Not people that are just looking for the church to do what they want. But people that are looking for the true God. That want to follow the true Christ and do it correctly. Bring in the right people. And keep out troublemakers. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord, we come boldly before your throne, and we pray for this church that it will bloom and grow exponentially. We pray that the lost and the hurting will find us and come into a, find a new home here and find you. Lord, we pray that anything that's unclean that's attached to itself is gone. We declare that in Jesus' name. We pray that those that are lost, hurting, that need healing, that need deliverance, will find their way to our door and find our way to you in order to find the things that they need in order to grow in you. Uh, we pray this in Jesus' name. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray that you remove the fear from anybody that needs to be at this church. I'll bring all like-minded people to this church. We want to be busting at the seams so that we can get our new building. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, for what you are doing, Lord. Thank you for all the souls that are being won, Lord. Thank you that you're giving your children the boldness, Lord, to speak your word, Lord, to win this. Lord, I pray this on this church, Lord, that you will help us, Lord, to get out of comfort zone and go out and reach the lost, Lord. Lord Jesus, help us to see, Lord, that it's our responsibility, Lord. You said, you told us, Lord, go into all the world and preach the gospel 
to every creature, Lord. And that's not, Lord, that's not just a saying, but that's our job, Lord. To go and find them, Lord. To go and tell them the truth, Lord. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for how you're doing it, Lord. And we thank you, Lord. We accept the challenge, Lord. And we go out, and we will go out, Lord, and preach the gospel. Lord, help us, Lord, in this land and through all the world, Lord Jesus. We will do it because we are your children. We trust in you, and we know you're going to give us the word, Lord. Even when we don't have it, Lord, or we don't think we have it, sorry. We don't think we have it. We have it, Lord, because you are in us, Lord. And you said, go forth, and you will go with us. You told us, Lord, that you will never leave us nor forsake us. So help us to trust and know, Lord, that we just have to go out and start talking, Lord. And you will bring the words to our, our, uh, to our mouth, Lord. And you will help us how to witness to each and every one that you bring in our path. We thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My Lord, I just want to say thank you for bringing me here in the Spirit of Prophecy Church. For Apostle Stan Johnson, Prophet Leslie Johnson. They are a spiritual mother and father to me, and they are a spiritual mother and father to so many. Everyone that comes to this church has been called by you, my Lord. They have been called. And I know there's more out there, my Lord. There's more that want to hear the truth, need a home, need a place to be. I know there's more to be called. I ask you this day, my Lord, to call them, place it upon their heart, to venture out, get out of their comfort zone, and step into real teaching, real equipping, and real prayer, real deliverance, and things that should be in the church but have been lost in so many others because of the tickling of the ears. They preach a prosperity gospel. They preach a feel-good gospel. Come on in. You're a sinner. I'm going to make you feel good. Go home and have your fried chicken. No, that's not it. That's not it. But so many people think that's church. So many people think because their grandfather goes to church, their father went to church here, they're going to church, and they're saved. That's not the truth, my Lord. That's not the truth. This church preaches the truth. I ask you to open doors that no man can shut and close doors behind us of all the interference that people have put forth against this church. I ask you to open the eyes, the hearts, and ears of everybody that's listening to this right now. Step out in boldness. Learn the teachings. Follow the word. Read your Bible. And you will find this church teaches the gospel. A lot of churches, they say stuff up there, but if you read the Bible, they're off. It's like rat poison. 99% good food, a little lie right in there in the middle somewhere. They're getting some good food, but there's a lie that destroys all the truth that was said. I ask you, my Lord, to bring more people to this church, continue to bless this church, open doors for us for a newer building, a bigger building, and more lives to come in. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Lord, I speak to the defenders of the kingdom, and I say that there will be a day that men's hearts will fail them, but that day is not today. And I speak to the land, I speak to the churches, I speak uh, with the authority that is delegated in Jesus Christ to Plano area, 
to uh, Allen, Texas, Fairview, Melissa, and the Dallas and greater Dallas area. And I say to the, the churches and the Sunday school minister down the road uh, that is operating in sin, that is uh, teaching children to uh, fight the devil in the flesh, who is hooked on pornography, and who is cursing. And I rebuke you. Stop it with your sin. Stop it with your lies. You're demonic, and you need deliverance. And I, I cast you out of this area. You, you need to flee and go. All demons associated with sin in the churches in these areas, leave and go. I take back the land for this church and for Jesus in the name of God. And I say to you, um, false prophets who are teaching that portals are opening up across America and that the Lord, and you just speak on the glory. Yes, God has glory, but you neglect the word of God. You neglect the righteousness and you neglect the full gospel, which is the truth and the freedom of Jesus Christ to operate without sin in your lives and to be holy. Holy is the Lord God Almighty, the one that is just and true. And the habitation of his throne is surrounded with mercy and truth and justice. And Lord, I take back the land um, for those who are um, those who are watchmen. I speak to the watchmen in the in the regions, the watchmen in the area, and the watchmen across America. And those of you who are standing on the wall, and every time something happens. You are just, everyone assembles, everyone comes and gets on, on that one section of the wall. Where are the watchmen who are at the 90 degrees? Where are the watchmen who are at the 180 degrees? Yes, you all have different pieces that fit together like a puzzle, but you all must operate in your jurisdiction where the Lord sets you. I'm surprised the wall has not even collapsed from the weight of all of you standing on one area. And for those of you who, who gave you authority? Who delegated to you authority to speak curses and judgment on this nation i rebuke you lord i ask that those who are watchmen that they have a heart change that they see the full truth and not only judgment on america but the possibility and potential for revival across this entire nation lord i pray for those that are holding up the wall those that are holding up the wall that you strengthen those people and that you speak into their lives with clarity and with truth and with a full, balanced message. God, I thank you for the leadership here that is, that is righteous and that is truly seeking you. And all of those people here in this, in this assembly that um, love you with their whole heart. If, you love, if we love you, then we will obey your law, God. It is that simple. And thank you that you've put that in our hearts to do that. In Jesus' name. Father God, we come humbly before you, and we do. We give you praise. You are worthy and worthy to be praised. Father God, we ask right now that you would just reach down and bless those who are calling for a blessing. Reach down and answer those prayers, those people who have been crying out from their hearts. Lord, we ask that you would just hear their prayers. In the name of Jesus, call them into your kingdom one by one. You said that many will call and few will answer. Lord, we ask that you would just open up their ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord has for them. 
in the name of Jesus. We cross the nation that there'll be a move, that everybody will start seeking you on a new level before everything starts, before the trouble starts, that people will start opening up their eyes and seeing the truth. They would see the filth that they're in. They would turn from their wicked ways. They would repent and they come running after you. Let us be those warriors on the front line. Be ready to be interceding and be prayer warriors and and to lead them to your name in the name of Jesus. We ask right now for more souls into the kingdom. We ask that you would just call them in, write their names in the book of life. And Father God, that you would teach and train each and every single one of us to be leaders and to men and that we could bring them into your kingdom and their name would not be blotted out of the book of life. But Father God, that they'd be soul winners and they'd become leaders themselves. Train us, equip us now, hear our hearts, Lord. Let it not go in vain, whatever it might be. Father God, we put it out there right now that you would change us from the inside out to become that person, that mold, molded clay, that person that you've called us to be. Get rid of those wicked things. Get rid of those strongholds. Get rid of those things that are holding us back right now, whether we like it or not. You find a way, you find a will, close the door that no man can shut and shut the door that no man can open right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And the Lord is the shepherd here at the Spirit of Prophecy Church. And we want, we want you. We want souls. We want more people coming in. So we do have one. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He doesn't make us come to church. He doesn't make us fill the pew. But he makes us. He should be making us because he is that good. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. Okay, let's get a guess. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will feel no evil. Because I came to church, because I worshipped him, I read his Bible, I memorized his word. Now let's jump to another one. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What does that mean? He that dwelleth in the secret place, he that dwells, that doesn't say visit, what's the secret place? My opinion, the secret place is on our knees at least once a day. Daniel did it three times a day. Muslims do it five times a day. But Americans might do it maybe once a year, American Christians. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When we are on our knees worshiping him on a regular basis, then our prayers are heard. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Now, standing on these scriptures, once again, we speak to the north, south, east, and west. We speak into the spirit of all of those people that have visited the Spirit of Prophecy Church at one time or another, but not here now. All those people that came several times, but you're not here now. We speak to those people and say, come back. We speak to the people that the Lord spoke to their heart to come, but they had a flat tire. Or the toilet backed up. 
or there was some kind of a little excuse, and they didn't make it that day. We speak to them. And in the name of Jesus, we call you in. We send out the ministry protecting the guardian angels to bring in people such as should be added to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. We ask not to build our name, not to put more people underneath our sign, but to be able to point more people to the cross. That is our job. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers, and under His wings shalt thou trust. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness. And we're not going to be afraid to wear... I have to choose the words carefully here. We're not going to be afraid to the point to where we don't believe. We're not going to lose our faith. We're not going to lose our faith over masks. We're not going to lose our faith over the anti-V. Or the next thing, or the next thing, or the next thing the devil throws at us. Because this is not our home. We're just passing through. Our objective is not to see how much treasures we can heap to ourselves, how much money we can make, how much more money we can make than our neighbor or people that we work with. We're not trying to put our name on a golden plaque with a cup sitting on top of it. Instead, we're trying to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to bring in people. We know that our prayers are heard. The prayers of a righteous man availeth much. We know that our prayers are not returning void. Wherever two or more gathered in, in your name, there you are in the midst of them. Wherever two or more agree is any one thing will be given them. If you abide in me and in my words and abide in you, you can ask what you will and be given. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we claim our authority. Our authority where you said you gave us power over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and by nothing by any means shall hurt us. We ask you to bring in people according to our authority. We speak to the people driving down the interstate. We speak to the people at home watching TV. We speak to the people that slept in this morning that need to be in church. And we speak to those people that are in church, but you know you're in the wrong church. You know you're in a sleepy church. You know you're not getting the full gospel. You know you're not getting the truth, but you love it. Flesh loves it. Oh, you like that church. Well, that might not be the right church for you. We speak to you in the name of Jesus. We ask you to come in and be a part of the Spirit of Prophecy Church. You are welcome. Hallelujah. Let's wake up, church. God is answering our prayers. Amen. You know, he's a righteous judge and he knows what goes on in this world. And so, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that here at Spirit of Prophecy Church that we desire truth. And I pray in the name of Jesus, all those that watch even online, everyone that you bring in here, they want it to, and they desire truth. Lord, it says in your word in John eight thirty two that the truth will make them free. It'll make them want to do the right thing. It'll make them want to seek truth. So, Lord, we thank you for that because you're molding us and making us to be more like you in your own image. Lord, the enemy tries to stop 
The enemy tries to kill. The enemy tries to destroy. But you will not destroy the Spirit of Prophecy Church. We will, we will continue on. Just like when there's uh, roadblocks set in our way, we're going to continue on. And if you want to be a part of that army that's going to continue on, then I just encourage those that are watching online that they, you'll, you will continue on also. But those that can come here physically to this church, there's so much more benefits for those that can come and physically join us here at the Spirit of Prophecy Church in Plano, Texas. You'll feel the presence of the Lord in a much greater way. You'll have uh, more uh, time to ask questions and one-on-one um, opportunities to talk and to visit and to be trained and equipped. There's so much more that goes on to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. So come and be a part of us. Come. Join us. Come and fellowship with us. We're supposed to fellowship together as the day approaches more and more with each other. We have a good time here. We do a lot of fun things together here. But we also have a fun time in the Word and knowing the Word of God. So right now I want to continue to, to just pray because the enemy's trying to kill, steal, and destroy, but he's not going to stop us, is he? He's not going to stop us at all in the name of Jesus. And I continue I just ask that you all just rise up right now in the name of Jesus. Stand up in this place and say, I am bold. Come on, say, I am bold in the name of Jesus. I will be conqueror in Jesus' name. I will win in Jesus' name. And nothing will stop the work of the Lord. Nothing will stop the work of the Lord in this place. And I thank you for it. You may be seated and all those online can be seated. You know, whenever we have you join in with us, we want you to be partakers of us. That doesn't mean just sitting on your couch and just watching or cleaning the kitchen and listening. That means to partake with us, to be part of us, to join in, really tune in, to hear what we have to say. Because the Lord is speaking through us in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for it. So here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, we will come to you in the name of Jesus. And we command in the name of Jesus and by the authority that you've given to us by the word of the Lord that the spirit of bondage on God's people upon the spirit of prophecy church, we command in the agreement that you are loosed from your hold over us in the name of Jesus. Amen. And all of us will say, Amen, Amen, Amen. We command you to go and to leave us alone. You spirit of bondage that has caused God's people associated with the spirit of prophecy church to be a slave to unrighteousness, laws, statutes, to leave now in Jesus' name. Amen? We want it to go and not be a partaker of us. Am I louder than everybody else was up here? Because, man, it sounds great up here. I can tell you what. There's, I don't know if it's loud out there, but I'm telling you what. With the boldness of the Lord, it'll shatter things. It'll shatter things in the spirit realm. And it has to leave. It can't stay in the name of Jesus. We command the spirit of Antichrist and any person who, uh, who wants to take the place of Christ or anyone who opposes the deity of Christ, anyone who wants to take the place of Christ, anyone who blasphemes the Holy Spirit, and anyone who comes against Christian and the spirit of prophecy church, all who are committing this disorder, you must go now in Jesus' name. We will not welcome your prayers. They're canceled in Jesus' name. Amen? They are canceled in Jesus' name, and we're covered by the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. And any time you pray against us, guess what? That curse comes back on you because we have the shield of protection on us. So just remember, those words that you speak evil of against us, it will come back to you in Jesus' name. We command a spirit of fear with evidence of anxiety, mental or psychological disorders, and trembling in the Lord's children associated with the spirit of prophecy church. You must leave right now in Jesus' name. 
We command anguish, spirit causing suffering, grief, and torment associated with the Spirit of Prophecy Church, attacking God's children to go now in Jesus' name. You spirit of witchcraft causing rebellion, New Age practices spoken against the Spirit of Prophecy Church, including occult or cult activities against this church, including sorcery against this church, to go now in Jesus' name. You unclean evil spirit defiling this land, speaking and demonstrating contamination and filthy acts against the property of the Spirit of Prophecy Church, leaving signs of filthiness on the land. We claim to be God-given authority. We have the God-given authority to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. And any spirit that's causing profane and impure corruption on this land, we command you to loose your hold in Jesus' name. You must leave this ground in Jesus' name. You have no place on our property. The angels of the Lord are placed around our property, all the four corners, to the front, to the back, all the sides, and to the every entrance in this place. Do not trespass against the Lord's work in Jesus' name. You dumb, deaf spirit that has caused spiritual blindness and spiritual deafness on the Spirit of Prophecy Church and its people, you must go in Jesus' name. You unclean, evil spirit defiling this land. Whoops, I've already said that one. Let's go to the next one, please. You spirit of heaviness that includes causing discouragement, self-pity, rejection, depression, eating disorders, loneliness, hopelessness, and diseases causing breathing difficulties against the members of the Spirit of Prophecy Church. We command you in the name of Jesus. What? Everybody say it with me. Go in Jesus' name. You haughty spirit in the highest courts, highest governments, and highest military on earth, as well as the spiritual realm, your plans have been found out. You must go in Jesus' name. We will not have any part of it. You've been revealed. We know your plans and attacks, and we don't accept them. We cancel them. We rebuke them, and we send them back to where they belong in Jesus' name. We proclaim to represent the Father and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, not the Father, Son, and Mother Earth. Not the Father, Son, Shekinah. Shekinah's not right, by the way, so I'll preach on that another time. You will not cast your destruction to God's people with the Spirit of Prophecy Church in the name of Jesus. You spirit of infirmity, including all sickness and disease that has been loosed on this church and members and found way to, to put this evil spirit to the Lord's people. What? We command it to what? Leave right now in Jesus' name. We command you to loose your hold on us in the name of Jesus because we are what? We are covered in what? The blood of Jesus. You spirit of jealousy causing anger, strife, maliciousness, hatred, and rage that attempts to rise up against the Spirit of Prophecy Church and its members. Cease your power now in the name of Jesus. We have more power than you do, and we command you to stop your lies against the Spirit of Prophecy Church, against Stan and Leslie, against all the leadership and all the members in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Your division causing this atmosphere, your division causing atmosphere will be brought back to unity and love to us, the Lord Jesus' children. We are heirs of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are not some kind of cult. We are just because you might not agree with everything that has been said here does not mean we are a cult, by the way. <coughs> Probably means you're an heir. <laughs> I'm just saying we desire truth, and we want you to desire truth. And sometimes that means stopping what you're doing and start looking into the Word to find out what truth is because that's our heart. 
<coughs> Excuse me. You evil spirit of error, causing people to believe that they are a victim of delusion and fallacy against the spirit of prophecy church. You must stop your lies. Quit speaking lies against us. Shut your mouths right now in Jesus' name. We, we command you in the name of Jesus that truth be revealed back to you in Jesus' name. We are not a product of misconception and disbelief, are we, Spirit of Prophecy Church? The Lord reveals his truth to all who visit and join online in the name of Jesus. Show us the truth, and we want to speak the truth. And any time we're in error, Lord, you can show us, and we'd be happy to repent. But also ask that those that are watching and online and those that are here, when they have had an error, that they also repent back to us and say, you were right and we were wrong. We will follow the Lord Jesus and his word. Your lying, lying evil spirit that is exaggerated, bringing lies, deception, denial, profanity, gossip, and slander to the Spirit of Prophecy Church through all means of media, gossip, airways, etc. In the name of Jesus, we command you now to cease your lies. We as the Spirit of Prophecy Church members have the authority. Amen? Amen. You have the authority. Did you know that? Y'all are new sheriffs in town. You're new sheriffs in town. Everywhere you go, you're a new sheriff in town. Hallelujah. You have authority. You have authority everywhere that your feet trod. Amen? Everywhere that your hand points. In the name of Jesus. Just remember that. So we as the Spirit of Prophecy Church members, we have the authority to command you to loose your hold of all spoken and written media sources against us, and we command you to cancel your assignment on God-given entitlement of the Spirit of Prophecy Church, which means, by the way, the testimony of Jesus. And we say that in the name of Jesus. You perverted, you perverted spirit spoken over the Spirit of Prophecy Church, we command you to what? Go! In the name of Jesus. Finally, Lord, forgive your children for being lazy and allowing idolatry, adultery, fornication, all addictions, and sexual sins, and loving possessions more than you, Lord Jesus. And any of us that have committed this adultery against you, Lord, or this um, idolatry against you, we ask forgiveness right now in Jesus' name. And I know all those that are watching online are saying, me too, Lord. We ask you to forgive us and cleanse us now so that this church, the Spirit of Prophecy Church, will grow will flourish, will be financially blessed, that we'll have a different location, Lord. I don't know if it's a church building or another strip mall. Lord, it's your choice. But we desire to move from this place. <coughs> Bring those to this church that are being called by the Holy Spirit to come. In Jesus' name, we cancel all blockages. Cancel all blockages in their way that they have traveled to come. Or maybe someone's moving to this area just so they can come to the Spirit of Prophecy Church. We call you in. Call you in and be part of us. You know, the thing about the COVID, it stopped people from coming into the church. And that's where the strength is. We lock arms together. Yes, we can do it in the spirit realm, just like those of you that are watching online. But when you're physically here, there's so much more strength. So in the name of Jesus, you come. You be united with us. And don't let the stupid fear, the stupid lies of the enemy about COVID and all other kind of sicknesses and diseases stop you from coming in. Because now you've just become lazy. 
You're just being kind of lazy if you're just sitting there and say it's just easier to do. Yeah, it's easier, but you're not getting the fulfillment. You're not getting the full purpose of what church really represents and fellowshipping one with another. (coughs) So come, be a part of us in the name of Jesus. And all the church said, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you. We'll see you back in about 10 minutes. All right, it's time for praise and worship. Oh, come on. There we go. Time to get excited. This is the best part. Let's put our hands together. Come on. Hallelujah. We praise your holy name, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who is. We worship the God who evermore will be. Yes, we will. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging seas. My God, he holds the victory. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. We won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Jesus, we cry out your mighty name. We sing to the God who heals. We sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Because he hung up on the cross, then he rose up from that grave. My God, still rolling stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be come on. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's see your hands. Now we're royalty. We were the prisoners. Now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were the beggars, now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by Your grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. Hallelujah! There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. Come on. And we won't Let me hear you. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. Our God is surely in this place. And we won't be quiet. We'll shout out your praise. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. 
we won't come on big joyful noise to his in the house of the lord our god is surely in this place and we won't be quiet we'll shout out your praise jesus hallelujah lord we are free and free to praise your mighty name.
you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. An almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow, you win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God.
worship Jesus this morning. He's the one that's going to set you free. It's not man. If you need to be free, just raise your hand. He has some things you need to be free of. get out of this place right now in Jesus name you're not welcome in this place sexual perversion you're not welcome in this place and all of those that are watching online also if you've been molested if you've been raped if you've had any kind of sexual perversion against you today's your day of freedom Jesus is the way maker. He's going to set you free. So that's me, Jesus. Set me free right now in Jesus' name. We cancel the plans and attacks of the enemy right now. You perverted spirit, you must go in Jesus' name and get out. And not be a part of your people, God's people. In Jesus' name. You must go. We just renounce all occult activity in our lives. Any kind of cult. Anything we've been worshiping the devil, maybe didn't know it. We just renounce it right now in Jesus' name. We renounce any kind of idolatry that we've worshipped 
in the church and anyone in here if you have worshipped some kind of other God we command in the name of Jesus that those gods bow right now in the name of Jesus they must bow in Jesus name free that you raise your hand we'll send someone to pray for you God will set you free Jesus is here to set you free
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Spirit of bondage just have to go in the name of Jesus. I cannot stay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <coughs> hallelujah. Is Jesus Lord of your life? Everyone say, Jesus is my God. I confess to others he's my Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. There's um, just a quick message I have while getting Pastor stand up here ready to go. But, you know, um, there's such lies in the, in the church body right now, in other churches. There's such lies. And there's such lies in the prophetic right now. There's lies with people saying they have a portal and they could go up and see your loved ones and they speak to them. That's a lie. That is not a prophet of God. So stop listening to the nonsense. The portal is not of the Lord. We're not to know those things. But that kind of astral projection is what's in the church, many churches these days. If you found yourself caught up into a church with, full of mysticism, lying signs and wonders, just because it's become your identity, you've got to walk out. You've got to walk out. And your identity needs to become in Christ. Like I said, I just had a short message, but I'm telling you, there's some of you that are following after these things, these lying signs and wonders, mysticism, uh, the Shekinah, uh, Kundalini, and maybe you don't even know it because it feels awesome when you walk into that church. You might say, I walk in, I just feel the presence of the Lord. I get goosebumps. Is that really from God? You need to check and see what's going on in that place. They're worshiping other gods. They're trying to make you believe that you're a god. And you're not. So I just want to give that warning. Like I said, we're here to bring you truth. Because the truth is going to make you want to do the right thing and make you free. Amen. God bless. Ready? We'll see. Dearly Father, I just thank you so much. I thank you for this man of God. I thank you that he has a heart after you. He has a heart after truth. And, Lord, help us all to stay on that straight, narrow path. It gets skinnier and skinnier, that little line there. But, Lord, we, we don't care. We want to. So, Lord, I pray that as you anoint him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet, that, that, that um, anything that's trying to cause a blockage will be removed right now in Jesus' name. Lord, I thank you for recallability. And, Lord, I thank you that he's going to be able to speak your word. Your word by the Holy Spirit, not man. In the name of Jesus. And I say, wake up, church. Amen. Wake up, Pastor Stan. We got a message to hear from the Lord this morning. Amen. Amen. I guess I'm like a wake-up girl today. Amen. Do you know what my topic is this morning? I do not. Do you? I think it might be. Wake up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Step on my toes. Sorry. Right, is, am I going to be stepping on their toes? Is that, yeah. is that prophecy? <laughs> I think wake up's probably good. Wisdom and might are yours. You change at the times and seasons. You removeth kings and setteth up kings. 
You giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You revealeth the deep and secret things. You knoweth what is in the darkness and the light dwelleth with you. And Lord, we ask you to show us the truth, to show us the light, that we would not be deceived by the great deception that is soon to hit the earth. And as that deception hits, we ask that you would immediately quicken to our spirit and show us the truth and help us to turn from the deception and to turn to you. And in the time of trouble that we would hear your voice, this is the way walk ye in it. And in the time of trouble that you would be a lamp into our feet and light into our path. In the time of trouble you would be a voice speaking behind us saying this is the way walk ye in it. In the night we would hear your voice. We would have your angels to visit. We have dreams and visions guiding us and directing us. And that everything we do would be pleasing in your sight. And when we finally see you, that we would hear those words that we so have wanted to hear all of our life. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask you to show us the deep and secret things this morning in Jesus' name. So she's talking about portals, so I guess that confirms. So this is the message. I've, I've, been, I've been wrestling with this message. Um, I had a dream. I got a warning. Remember, Joseph was warned in the night. And as a result of that warning, he changed what he was going to do. I had a dream. Very disturbing dream, and, and, and it was a warning. Basically, what it was saying is that I've drawn the attention of some people in high places, evil high places, high places, and then I need to watch what I do and watch what I say, so be praying for us this morning. So I really didn't know if I was going to bring this message. As a matter of fact, in the middle of the night, I got up, I'd already lo loaded the PowerPoint for it to be downloaded this morning. And I got up and deleted it, took out a couple of slides, just because of this dream. We are living in the last days. Now, right now, most people don't know it. Most people don't see it. Any of them, everything's pretty much the same. They're complaining that gasoline prices have gone up. A couple little things have changed. But for the most part, same thing. For the most part, same thing. They don't understand that there's some evil in high places that are coming after them. So I'm going to be picking and choosing my words real carefully as we go through this this morning. I've only deleted a couple of slides. Topic is tribulation or golden age or both. In other words, what's coming? Are we about to enter into the tribulation? Or are we about to enter into a golden age? Or are they both about to hit? I was talking to a good friend of mine, Lindsey Williams, yesterday. I'll call him from time to time. And we spent probably 45 minutes on the phone. And he gave me a warning. Now, in case you don't know Lindsey Williams, he was a pastor on the pipeline back in the, in the, 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 the early 70s. The pipeline that they built from Alaska down to the United States, he was a pastor. 
And one day they called him in. They said, we like what you're doing. You're getting rid of some of the problems with some of the people working on the line. All he's doing is preaching the gospel. But as the gospel hits their heart, problems start going away. We know that. But they didn't know that. We want you to join us. Now, he didn't understand what they were asking. We want you to join us. If you'll join us, you won't have to stay out there anymore. You can stay here in the camp. You can stay in some of the finest quarters. You can have your, all of the food you want to eat. Uh, we'll pay for your flights here and there, wherever you need to go. And you can come into our board meetings. We want you to set into the board meetings so that you know what we're doing, so that you can take it out into your sermons, so that you can cause a lot of the problems that we're having on the line go away. In other words, he's a, an intermediary between the workers and the people that own and run the, the pipeline. He said yes, not knowing what he'd said yes to. He didn't understand that what he just said yes to is joining the elite. We call them the Moloch and Ball worshipers. He thought he was just getting a free ride, free meals and a place to stay and sat in a few meetings. But he said, stand for three years of my life. I sat in the boardrooms of some of the people that rule the world. I'm talking about people below, above president. He said, I can absolutely positively assure you there are people above president. Had him on many of the programs, so we talked. Here's what he said. He says, you are absolutely reaching a lot of people out there. He said, I can tell. He said, you know, for many years, I crisscrossed up and down all across America speaking. Wrote several books. And he said, anybody that is really reaching people out there, I get their links. And he said, I've been getting a lot of links on you. A lot of people listen to what you're saying. Well, that was the first warning. Of course, that it in, went, went in one ear and out the other because there's something about me that continues to believe, I guess, until I'm in sports stadiums. Uh, I probably not believe that anybody's listening. <laughs> I, I, I go to the microphone. I cannot tell you. I go to the microphone, and it's more of a... Uh, self-ministry to me. I just have to talk, you know. I think nobody's really listening to me. Nobody's really listening to this stuff. But he said yesterday, no, they are listening and they are watching. And then the dream last night showed me that people in very high places are watching me. Very careful. I got up in the middle of the night. I, I changed what I was going to say. And I said, honestly, he said, I don't know when the tribulation is going to start. Sometimes I think it's going to start this coming Feast of Trumpets, which I believe is September 25th. Sometimes I believe it's going to start this year. And then I think, ah, I can't start this year because, I mean, if I, even if I had the money right now to go drill a well in Israel, it takes six months for them to, to make the, the rigs that we want to make. It takes 30 days for it to move over to Israel, another 30 days to set up, another six months to drill to the depth that we want to drill to. And even if we hit massive amounts of oil in just the first oil well, that's not enough to supply the money to Israel to build up their military, as the prophecies say. So we're looking at a minimum of three, four, probably more like in the ballpark, five years. So I, you know, I, I honestly, I don't know when it's going to start. 
So we know that there's a tribulation coming. We've got lots of prophecies in the Bible. Now here's the other thing we don't know. There's also a golden age coming. Now, that depends on how you look at it. Is it a golden age because there's a new financial system coming? Is there a golden age because there's these inventions that have been held back are going to be released? Is it a golden age because of great technology from the fallen ones is going to be released? Neville Johnson had an angel visit him five years ago or so. He's gone to be with the Lord now. And he said, in the part of what he showed him, he says, I saw a man that was turned upside down. He said, and they grabbed the man by the ankle and started shaking him like you shake a salt and pepper shaker. Things started falling out of his pockets. Things were like cures for cancer. Uh, diabetes, things that are you just you, you can't cure. And then he saw gold and silver and all kinds of great blessings falling out of the man's pockets. And the angel spoke to him. He said that there's going to be a lot of great things released to the people. Well, we know that Daniel does say in the last days that knowledge will be poured out. So we know there's a tribulation coming. We know there's a golden age coming, but what is the golden age coming for, and who's it coming from? I do believe that there's a certain degree of it, a certain brief period when we move from the old coins and paper to the new digital system. I do believe that there will be a brief period in there where it will be a golden age. There will be a time of great blessing. But I also believe that within that golden age, as it stretches out, the devil's going to take charge. Now, here's my point. This is the whole point of what I'm trying to say this morning. Don't let, this is the point. So if you don't hear anything else, hear this. As the golden age hits, as great technologies are released, as cures for cancer are released, as these great things come to us, don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. Because that's part of the deception. See, the deception is the aliens, we call them demons, also known as the fallen ones. Remember the angel, the, I saw the dragon and his tail drew a third part of the stars and did cast them to the earth. So a third part of the demons, and they're not just spirits, okay, they are physical Reptiles, snakes, the Bible says them. Revelation 20, verse 1, I saw another angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold upon the dragon, dragon, reptilian, okay, that old devil, the devil called the serpent, who deceived the whole world. When these inventions, these, this great technology is released, we are not going to be impressed. Okay? Get what I'm saying. Your soul's are on the line here. Because they're going to say, we come down to help you. And then after they get everybody's attention, 
everybody starts drinking from the fountain of great technology. Then they're going to say, oh, by the way, we see a lot of people worshiping Jesus. We got to tell you the truth. And guess what they're going to say? A big lie. They're going to try to turn people. And look, the lie is so good that if it were possible, it would deceive even the elect. He's not after the fallen ones. He's already got them. He's not after the atheists. He's not after the people that don't believe in God or other gods. He's coming for us, right? Okay. So we're going to talk about the tribulation of the golden age or both. And Leslie got a confirmation here. So my first question is, is time travel possible? I'm talking about to evil people in high places. We know our God can do it. Not a problem. But evil people in high places, can they do it? Okay, next question. Are portals real? Now, I, she didn't know what I was going to be talking about. Okay? You didn't know, right? Okay. Are portals real? This thing is not changing so good. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God, now what are the sons of God? Well, obviously, they ain't us, okay? So it's the something that's not us. Sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took wives all that they chose. There were giants. So apparently, the offspring between the sons of God and the daughters of men were giants in the earth in those days. And also, that when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children... They were giants, got it? That's what it's saying. Bear children unto them, the same became... Now look, if you want to understand what's coming, you got to get this. There were mighty men, men are of old, men are renowned. Now that world, word in the Hebrew there means eternal. So the sons of God that are eternal, they don't die. Got it? You believe Lucifer's still alive? Okay. All of They don't die. So apparently when the ones that don't die mated with the ones that do die, their offspring, the giants, didn't die. The Bible calls them Nephilim. That's the title for them. So we have sons of God mating with daughters of men. They were, uh, their offspring were giants. They didn't die. Now look at this, look at this. They became mighty men. Now, the word might, power and might, it's strength. In other words, these, these things are extremely strong, extremely smart, fast, don't die, and they can snap, into, snap us in two like a toothpick, apparently. Now, hang on, there's more. Going on, I saw the wickedness of man... That was great in the earth, and every imagination and thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Now, did God destroy the earth because of the sin? Yes. But sin can be dealt with without destroying everything on the earth. Sin can be dealt with without destroying the horses or the mosquitoes. Okay? Why did he have to destroy everything? I'm going to show you. I will destroy men who have created from the face of the earth... I'm going to destroy all of men 
But not just men, both man and... But why do you have to destroy the beast too? The answer is because the sons of God, here it is, not only made it with the daughters of men, they were messing with the DNA sequence of everything on earth. Why would he have to go and destroy, where does it say, both man and beast, creeping thing, fowls of the air. Okay, so what that's saying is that all of them, the beast, the creeping things, fowls of the air, all of them had had their DNA messed up. So God just destroyed everything. Why? Because these fallen ones that made it with the daughters of men, their offspring were Nephilim, were taking over the world. So us and the world we have today would never have been had he not brought the flood. The flood was a cleansing. Now, but Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Then he goes and says, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his... Notice it didn't say without sin. He probably was. But why did he two times mention generations? Correct. Genetics. So he chose Noah, not just because he was a just man, not was just that he was a preacher of righteousness. He chose Noah because of his DNA string had not been corrupted. Meaning, guess what else? Everybody, just about everything else on earth, they had corrupted. They had got into DNA sequencing. Now you remember Matthew 24, Jesus said, As in the days of Noah, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. So what were they doing in the day of Noah? They were messing with the DNA. Guess what we're doing today? We've been messing with the DNA for, what, 50 years that we know of. And we've been told what we're really doing with it. I'm having to choose my words very carefully. I would be a lot looser with my words this morning, but I am carefully choosing them. Generations of Noah, generations of Noah walked with God. God looked upon the earth, it was corrupt. Now, that ain't talking about sin. It is, but it isn't just. It's talking about the whole earth was, their DNA sequence was corrupted. That means just about everything. There wasn't just a pure horse. Like, for example, someone said, man, I really like your dog. Your dog is just beautiful. What, color, what kind of dog is it? Well, it's a Belgian Malois. Was it pure? See, we, we, we want to know, is it pure? If, if you've got... <laughs> people want is, is it just a mutt? <laughs> you know, I'm kind of just a mutt. People say, what are you? I don't know. I'm just a mutt. Leslie's purebred. I'm, I'm just a mutt. <laughs> all flesh had corrupted. All flesh had corrupted its way on the earth. God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. The earth is filled with violence. Yep, no problem. Had a lot of sin and had a lot of violence. But the violence was because the sons of God, the fallen ones, mated with the daughters of men. Their offspring were Nephilim or giants. And then they just started messing with the DNA with everything. 
The whole earth was of one language. Oh, now, here, let me jump. So this was Genesis 6. Now we jump ahead to Genesis 11. The whole earth was one language, one speech. Came to pass, they said, hey, let's make a name for ourselves. Let's make brick and burn them thoroughly. What happens when you make brick, sand, and you burn it thoroughly? It turns into crystal. I believe, I used to think that they were building a pyramid. But I saw a video, got sent to me two different times over the process of a couple of months. And they discovered in New Mexico this large area, apparently a large part of the state of New Mexico, where this apparently this Indian tribe lived, and apparently it was quite sophisticated. They showed buildings and everything like this, but the interesting thing was they, they couldn't understand why there were so many circular buildings. Now, apparently it had no top, but probably it had a wooden top in those days. But it was circular. And on the walls were these carvings of beings with these big eyes. And then there was that spiral. Remember? And I think it had to do with portals. Because when you start doing human sacrifice, a lot of human sacrifice, apparently it opens a portal. She's talking about portals. So apparently what they were doing, by wanting to make brick and burn them thoroughly, let us build a city and a tower. They're not trying to build a skyscraper whose top may reach into heaven. They're not trying to build a skyscraper. They're not trying to build the highest, tallest building in the world. They're trying to build a crystal radio, something to open a portal, like Leslie was talking. Got it? Now, nothing would be abstained from them. Why? Because they aren't talking to the Nephilim. They wanted to talk to the fallen ones. Right? The fallen, what they wanted to do was to get high technology. This is going to make sense here in a second. No joke. Fallen ones technology. Now, let me just say, let me give a disclaimer. As Leslie is saying, we don't do this, okay? We speak to our God and our God speaks to us, okay? And I cannot prove what I'm about to say is accurate. Again, we do not do this. We do not have anything to do with it. It's evil. But 1985, a Sumerian artifact, reportedly, I do not know that it's true, was found in a rock, which enabled them to see into the future. It showed them that there are two paths humanity can take. One is very bad, near annihilation of the human race, concluding before 2030. In other words, tribulation and all that sort of stuff. Very good, very bad, people put down, and a great time of prosperity and peace. We've got two choices. The artifact was Sumerian, but not believed to be originally from that civilization. Fallen ones. It activates when placed in certain geographic points where known multidimensional portals exist. The portals are sometimes above ground, a few feet to a few thousand feet, some at or at, uh, at or below ground level, and they're all over the world. So, do these really exist? Is this just fairy tales, or is this just something to... Well, according to Lindsay Williams, the Moloch Ball people, the ultimate people that rule the world, consider themselves to be gentlemen or good sportsmen and they feel obligated to warn their ignorant victims of their plans. 
And the way they warn them is through movies and music and printed matter and things like that. We watched this movie last night. As we're watching this, something occurred to me in the movie. Any of you ever watched it? You know what I'm talking about? How many of you have seen this movie? Well, good for you. You didn't waste your time. It's a kid's movie. Stupid kid's movie, I might add. But guess what this golden ring is? Have you seen that in movies? Ah, you have, haven't you? So, is that just fairy tale stuff? Or are they telling us what they can really do? Here's a, uh, a movie called Portal. That's the name of the movie. Another one called Portal. Look at how many of them there are out there. 724 titles. 700, that's movies, TV things. All, that's the word in 70, 724 titles. You saw this one too, right? Okay. I love this movie. By the way, <laughs> I like this one. And I haven't seen these two, but I love this one. I love it. There's another one about Time Machine, about uh, Jack the River, Ripper, and all this sort of stuff. I love those movies. So are they telling us that they can do this? Probably. Probably. Can Moloch see into the future? This is another one. I love this movie. I've watched this probably five times. One of my favorite movies called Deja Vu. Here we see Denzel Washington that has a portable way to see into the future. Here he actually gets into it and travels through the future. Yeah, he traveled back in time. But I interviewed a guy one time. He said when he was a kid, he was like this real smart genius kid. And Long story short, he got put into a program, and he said, actually, yeah, I traveled in a time many times, over a hundred times. I also love this movie, Paycheck. This is talking about how they could see at basically any point in time, and they were, of course, they were only looking to the future. So, are they telling us that they can do this? All right, now, what, what? let me do the summary here. So we know that Lucifer, according to the Bible, is snake or reptile of the fallen ones, supernatural powers apparently they have. Then their offspring with the, the men or the women, Nephilim, giants, never die, have instant healing. We also know that seven thunders now, the seven thunders said, release the giants, which are probably super soldiers, but they're trying to make super soldiers even more extremely difficult to kill requires a headshot. And uh, there's a reason we overcomers, an overcomer in my opinion, has to see the beast, hear the beast, but refuse the beast. Now, let's tie this together. Second Thessalonians 2.1. Now, we beseech you, brethren. What does that mean, beseech you? It's saying, I beg you, brethren. I beg you. We beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the gathered together unto him. In other words, when he returns and we get to go into the new Jerusalem. Don't be shaken in mind or troubled either by spirit or by word or by letter that 
the day of Christ is again. In other words, he ain't going to come. You're not going to see Jesus until, let no man deceive you by any means, that that day shall not come until there's a falling away and the man of sin be revealed. So no one is going to go anywhere until they get to see the beast. Now, who opposeth exalt himself above all that is called God or that are worshipped, so that he as God sat in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. That's what Lucifer wants to do. That is his goal in life more than anything else. He wants to sit on the Ark of the Covenant and proclaim himself God and require by force everyone to worship him. God gets it out of love. He requires it. Know ye the, and now you know what, what holds. Okay, Mr. Indigan, okay, let's skip that. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the morning star, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, and even him whose work is after Satan with, now look at this, all power and signs and lying wonders. What does that mean? It means that there's coming a time when evil in high places is going to present a scheme of lying signs and wonders. The Bible says that he'll be able to call fire out of the sky in the face of all men. He deceived them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the first beast, saying to them that they should make an image of the beast which had the wound by a sword and did live. I'm telling you, this is coming, and it may be coming over the process of the next few years. All power signs lying in wonders. With all deceivableness, what? Of unrighteousness. What's deceivableness? Sometimes what looks good is very evil. Yep. So deceivableness of unrighteousness, meaning that sometimes what is evil looks really good. In them that perish, because they receive, this is why he does this. And by the way, this big deception's coming. It's not from the evil ones. It's from God. God is angry that the world, not just America, but the world, we have mostly America, but because the world has not accepted the blood sacrifice of his son. So he says, for this cause, God will send the world a whole big strong delusion. Why? So that they can believe a lie, so that they will be damned, who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. In other words, because they wouldn't receive Jesus. How many people? I mean, just like this church ought to be packed right now. We ought to be in a thousand, two thousand seating auditorium. But people don't want that. They don't want Jesus. They don't like this. They want to live life their way. So God says, okay, you don't want my way, so I'll give you your way. So he gives them a strong delusion. Matthew 24, 24 says, There will arise false Christs and false prophets that will show great signs and wonders. We better believe what he's saying. We're going to see that. Great signs and wonders. So much so that if it were possible, they should deceive the very elect. God is going to send a delusion, and it's going to circle the earth. And anyone that has not already accepted Jesus already had the scales fall from their sky, their eyes so that they found Jesus probably will believe the lie. You mean of Israel, 
Jesus Nazareth, a man approved of God among you miracles by, by miracles and wonders and signs. Meaning, God has in the past used miracles, wonders, and signs to prove his people. Here's another example. And the fear came upon every soul because many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. But this strong delusion in the future, he's, he's going to allow the devil to use many signs, wonders, and miracles to deceive. So, in the days ahead, just because they can do miracles, signs, and wonders does not necessarily mean they're of God. Got it? We're going to keep our eyes open. We're going to watch carefully not to be deceived. Now let's talk about those. Remember where it said mighty men? I underlined that. Mighty men. Here it is. So this is Joel 2. This is talking about probably the three days of darkness. Probably it is Okay, here, here's the three days of darkness. So the sun, here you go, look over here to your left. The sun gets three times, excuse me, seven times hotter. It goes out. Then the seed of the beast is full of darkness. That's one, two, three days. Jesus returns here on this chart. Now we're on this chart. So he, he returns the next time of first fruits, resurrects 144,000, will walk around, and then... I believe this is when we go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. About four months later, we return with him on the Feast of Trumpets. And this is the great uh, day of the Lord. Okay, so that's the day of the Lord. This is within those three days. Blow the trumpet in Zion, that's Israel. Sound alarm in my holy mountain, that's probably Mount Moriah. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is not his hand. It is the day of darkness and gloominess, and clouds, and thick darkness. Why? Because the sun went out here, okay? A great people, a strong, there hath not been the like, nor shall ever be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. What? This is where I have to choose my words carefully. Genetically, Enhanced people. Okay? A fire devours before them. This is the... See, Lucifer is telling his people, we can beat this guy, Jesus. We can beat him. We're going to win. We're going to win Armageddon. Well, uh, but that's what they think. And that's what he tells them. He's been lying to them for centuries and they've been believing it. They believe it. They believe they're going to be victorious in Armageddon. And we believe we are. We'll see who wins. We know who wins, right? Yeah, you're right. There's no question. We know. But see, if you talk to them, and we don't, but if we did, they would tell you, no, 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 we're going to win. And here's our plan. It tells you the plan right here. Okay, so they've got a fire devourers before them. What is that? High technology for some, okay, without trying to describe it exactly. A fire devours before them, behind them a flame burns, so they got maybe like a, a satellite or a, maybe a, an airplane swooping in, and before it's a Garden of Eden, but after them it's, it's gone. Behind them a flame burns, the land is as a Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness, and nothing shall escape them. The appearance of them as the, is the appearance of horses. 
Now, that ought to be a period there, a uh, period. But it's not a colon, semicolon. What does it go on to say? And as horse men. Why does it say it second time? What does it mean? What's a horse man? Horse, I got it. I don't know, I know what a horse is. Horse men. What, what's it saying? So shall they run. Like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains, they shall leap. So this is a super strong, super amazing. I wish I could say some things I can't say. I know some things I can't say. A, a, a genetically enhanced something that can basically run all day long, hear like a dog, smell like a dog, shoot it, can't kill it. It's about three times our weight. Has instant healing. Sees in the dark. What are what are the chances we could win against that? Well, we can't, but our God will. Amen. So it's saying, like the noise of chariots on the tops of mountains, they shall leap. They're able to claim, climb tall mountains with a couple of bounds, outrun a speeding bullet, stop a speeding locomotive. Whoever heard those kind of words before? A noise of flame of fire that devours the stubble as a strong people set in battle race. So they're coming to defeat Jesus. They're coming to destroy all of the people that live in Israel. So I looked up, half man, half fish. Oh, there's probably not any pictures on the internet about that. What about half man, half horse? Oh, there's probably not any pictures about that. What about half man, half goat? Half man, half bull? Mythical creatures. There's not just a few. There's a lot of them. Now, you may be saying, yeah, is that in the scriptures that there's such thing as, as a mixture of creatures? Yeah, there is. The fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven to the earth. It was given, given the key of the bottomless pit. He opened the bottomless pit, and there rose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit, and there came out of the smoke locusts. Now, it doesn't say horses. It says there are locusts upon the earth. Tim's given powers. The scorpions of the earth have power. Didn't say that they're part scorpion, but indirectly it does. Commanded that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, neither any green thing or tree, but only those men who have not sealed God in the foreheads. And it was given to them that they should not kill them, but they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. In those days shall men seek death and shall not find it, and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Now hang on. Look at verse 6 carefully. What is that saying? And those days shall men seek death and shall not find it. And shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. In other words, they got in a med bed in three minutes, changed their DNA, fixed anything in their body that was wrong. They get out, teeth pulled are now back. They get out gray hairs now that are to their natural color. An eye that got blowed out over at Vietnam or something now is replaced. A knee replacement is now the metal's gone and the knee's back totally, totally healed. 
and they don't age anymore. And I heard of those med beds about oh, nine months ago, and I thought, hey, sounds like a pretty good idea to me, but man, I mean, the Lord spoke to my heart. It wasn't an audible voice, but it was almost. He said, absolutely not. He said, you get in one of those, it changes your DNA, and you will lose your salvation. In other words, when, the way it's worded here is saying that most people on the earth are like that. Is, that. is that the way it's worded? Do you think so? Look what it says. In those days men, in other words, pretty much everybody on earth, in those days men will seek death and shall not find it, shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. That tells me it's not real close, but it's certainly coming. The shapes of the locust. We're likened to horses prepared. Now, it's not in the shape of a horse. It's only saying horses prepared to battle. At the end of their heads were like crowns of gold. Faces were as the face of men. Hair of women, teeth of lions. But their breastplates, that's what it's really saying, of iron. And the sound of the wings is the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. Their tails were likened to scorpions that had stings in their tails. In other words, whatever comes out of the bottomless pit... There's something real bad, and it stings everybody except for the 144,000 that has the seal of God on their forehead. I want to believe that that takes place about right here or about right here, somewhere in there. And I want to believe that we get to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb. No, that's not the rapture, because the rapture is not protecting anybody. There's not everybody gets to go, only those that are ready. That's what I want to believe. I'm not convinced of that, but that's what I want to believe. Okay, we're about done. So before their face, the people shall be much pained. All faces shall gather blackness. Any ideas? Okay, so let's back up. Over here, the sun got seven times hotter, and then it goes out, and it never, ever relights because Jesus becomes the light of the world. What happens, I believe, is all faces gather blackness because when the sun gets seven times hotter, it releases some, like, gamma rays or something like that, something we've never seen before, and it burns the skin of all of those people on earth. Every person on earth, maybe even the people are even under the earth, those rays burn the skin and everybody has black skin. They shall run like mighty men. There's that word again. Okay, mighty men. Climbing the wall like the men of war. Supermen. They're like the Hulk. Or like Spider-Man. Or like, what was? Yeah, Superman. There you go. It's the devil Superman. It's, good. it's a good word. Good word. Okay. They shall march everyone his ways. They shall not break their ranks. Neither shall they thrust one another. They should walk everyone in his path. They do as they are told. They do not turn on one another like the Midianites. And instead, when they fall on a sword, they shall not be wounded. What's that? Instant healing. That means when they fall on a sword, either the sword doesn't go in. They have some kind of a coating, and that might be possible. But I think... Sword goes in, they pull it out, and they instantly heal. 
The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark. When does that happen? Right here, three days before Jesus returns. With rather shining, the Lord shall utter his voice before his army is very great, and he is strong, executed his word for the day of the Lord is great and very terrible, and who can abide it? That's what we're talking about. Now, here's the point. What I feel important to say to you is, yep, there's a tribulation coming, but you also better know that there's a big trick. There's a big delusion. There's a strong delusion coming. And they're going to offer you, oh, we have all of these wonderful ideas, these wonderful inventions. Never mind that they've been hidden. Like, for example, Leslie and I went to a doctor in Kansas many years ago, and he took a little prick of our blood. He looked at it under a microscope. It's okay, you know, it's a probably, 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 this is probably, probably. We became great friends. He said, I used to have a very powerful microscope. And he said, I could look at the blood, and he said, I could tell you some amazing things about you and your genetics and what was wrong with you and what we needed to do to fix it. But one day, some people walked in my front door and said, you have a microphone or microscope. I'm not talking about the normal one that he had. He said they wanted to see the really, really powerful one, and they drilled the lens. Why'd they do that? I think because they saw the future, and I think that they saw that he was going to be able to come up with some kind of a cure, and they wanted to stop it in advance. I could go, I'll, I'll tell you one more story. It was about 96, 97, somewhere in there. I got a call from a guy. He says, I want to be on your program. I have a story to tell. Let's see, yeah, what's your story? He said, well, he says, I was a, a, a heat, heating and air conditioning manufacturer up in Seattle. He said, our company's doing pretty good. He said, but I had a dream that showed me on the heat pump, if you change the way the heat pump works, then it becomes more efficient. He said, so I built a prototype like that. Sure enough, it was true. He said, man, I, I came up with the most efficient heat pump on the planet. He said, we were selling them like hotcakes. He said, I had money hanging out of every pocket. I didn't know, because everybody's pulling their old HVAC units and they're buying this one. Heating, air conditioning, everything. He says, it's most efficient. He said, we, we were in high cotton. But then I had another dream. And the dream showed me that if I took it one more step, that it would be not only the most efficient, but it would be so efficient that it would begin to pull more energy out of the atmosphere around it than it took to run the unit, and we could sell the electricity back to the electric company. He said, man, I, I thought I, they were going to be building statues to me. I thought that I was going to be in all the textbooks. I thought my name would be up there next to Thomas Edison. You know? He said, so I built me a prototype. Sure enough, it was true. He said, we were most efficient heat pump, heating, air conditioning for free, plus it made you electricity you sell back to the company, but sell back to the electric company. He said, so I run one of those big double truck ads in the Seattle Times or whatever it is. He said, I rented me a great big hotel place downtown. I brought my prototypes in. 
He said, man, that night it was packed. It was standing room only. He said, I thought I was going to be a hero. I'd save the world. I walked up, I picked up that microphone. About the second word I said, police stormed into every door. They arrested me in front of everybody. They humiliated me. The next day, my name and my face was on the paper, and I was a shyster. I was a con man. I was a liar. He said, now you know that you're not supposed to be kept, what is it, 24 hours or 36 hours or something like that, unless you're charged? He said, they kept me two years. They never charged me. Despite, despite any lawyer I could hire, they would not release me. He said, after two years, they came in, put a bunch of papers down in front of me, basically I had to sign my life away. And that said, we will let you out, son, under these conditions. You never, ever speak of this way to make this heating air conditioning that is more efficient, that sells electricity. Do you realize what you were about to do? You were about to kill the HVAC industry on the globe. You were also about to kill the electric companies, and you were about to kill all of the crude oil companies. He said, you're going to kill the economy of the world. We're not going to have it. He said, you sign those papers and you can get out. He said, I signed the papers. But when I got out, my company was bankrupt. My company was sold. My house, my cars, my bank account. He said, I was destitute. Would you like for me to tell you a couple of other similar stories? Well, I don't have time. I will tell you one quick one. We were in Portland, and I was speaking at a meeting after I got done. This guy says, I'd like for you to come over. He explained how they had been playing with magnets. And he said, we discovered something. Yeah? What? He said, nah. I already heard. He said, we start talking about that stuff, and we get shut down. He said, now we just make speakers. You know, music speakers, you know, one on each side of your TV and that sort of stuff. I could come up with some more stories. In other words, they purposely shut this stuff down. Why? Because there's going to be a golden age where they're going to pull out all of their toys and they're going to try to entice us to become part of their new world order. And if you do become part of the new world order, you get this. You get a hoverboard. You get all of this anti-gravity and free energy and ta-ta-da, 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 ta-ta-da. And, of course, you also have to take this ta-ta-da or ta-ta-da. But we're not going to do it. We're not going to deny Jesus. 
Okay, so for those of you online, if you want to become a ministry member, which of course I would highly recommend, you go to spiritofprophecychurch.com or Prophecy Club, you slide down to where it says become a ministry member, you click on that and you can go in and join us. Also, if you'll click like, share, and subscribe, that'll help it get out to more people. And if you pray this little prayer I'm about to pray in just a minute, if you'll send us a note, let us know that you prayed it. So, the truth is, I watched them, I probably shouldn't tell that story. The truth is, you have to ask for your sins to be forgiven. And the only way those sins can be forgiven is through Jesus Christ. The Bible says that there is one man between God and man, and that is the man, Christ Jesus. He is the door. He is the way. No man cometh to the Father but by him. How do you do that? Well, Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, shall believe in thine heart that God is raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth in righteousness, with the mouth of confession is made unto salvation. Acts 2.38 says, Repent and be baptized. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission or the washing away of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So if you want your sins to be forgiven, pray this prayer with me. And I'm going to ask everybody to pray with me. Everybody online, everybody here in the room, let's bow our heads and the ones looking around. Dear Heavenly Father, I admit I'm a sinner. I confess with my mouth, and I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, died on the cross, arose three days later, sits at the right hand of the Father. I receive his blood to wash my sins away, to write my name in the book of life, to keep me holy, to save me in the day of trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to tell someone you can tell us by sending an email to that email saying I prayed the prayer. We're not going to deny Jesus. Might take a few of their gifts if they want to hand them out, but we're not going to deny Jesus. We're not going to join their new world order. Not going to do it. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.